0: Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans coming to you with a message. Today being Sunday, September 27th, 2020, and the time is 11 11 a.m. I'll repeat that. Today, September 27th, 2020, Sunday, the time is 11.11 a.m. We just bless the Lord for this day. I hope that whoever receives this message when they get it, that all will be well with them. I pray peace in their minds and hearts. I ask that the Lord Put a spirit of joy inside of you because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And as usual, I'm ringing the bell. Of course, I have prophetic songs. And I have the word of God, which we're still in the book of Matthew. This morning we're in the book of Matthew chapter 7. And we'll see how far the Holy Spirit will take us. But I just bless God for another day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, I ask you to speak to me, through me, for your people, your people, in the name of Jesus. And Father, anoint me afresh in the name of Jesus. Let my spiritual ears be listening to you to hear what you would have to say. In the name of Jesus Lord let me surely decrease and let your Holy Spirit increase in me as you are the teacher that will teach your people in Jesus name I pray and of course I have the songs I have a song that Jesus gave me it was sent from heaven above it's not your song I have a song that Jesus gave me it was sent from heaven above there never was a sweeter melody tis a melody of love in my heart there rings a melody there rings a melody there rings a melody. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody with heaven's harmony. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody of love. I love the Christ who died on Calvary, for He washed my sins Away, he put within my heart a melody, and I know it's there to stay. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody of heaven's harmony. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody. Of love will be my endless theme in glory with the angels I will sing will be a song with glorious harmony when the courts of heaven ring, ring. rings a melody there rings a melody of heaven's harmony in my heart there rings a melody there rings a melody of love whoever wrote this song i think this was written by elton m roth and this was downloaded to him by the holy spirit what a beautiful song and in our hearts there should be ringing a melody of love because God is love he sent his son down Jesus who is love to pour love in us that we should pour love in others so I'm going to sing that last verse again twill be my endless theme in glory with the angels I will sing. Twill be a song with glorious harmony when the chords of heaven ring. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody with heaven's harmony in my heart there brings a melody there brings a melody of love i love jesus and so right now i'm not singing with the angels but i'm singing with all the angels of, on the line which is god's people who are gonna get this message so i want that love be stirring up inside of you I have a song that Jesus gave me. It was sent from heaven above. There never was a sweeter melody, tis a melody of love. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody of heaven's harmony. In my heart, there rings a melody. There rings a melody of love. We love you, Lord, today and always. All day long, I've been with Jesus all day long. My heart of uttered praise all day long. My heart, my soul been lifted in worship all day long. I have been with him all day long. I've been with Jesus all day long my heart has uttered praise all day long my heart my soul been lifted in worship all day long i have been with him and we are covered by the blood of jesus Oh, the blood of Jesus Oh, the blood of Jesus Oh, the blood of Jesus It washes white as snow There's power in the blood of Jesus, there is power in the blood of Jesus. there is power in the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. If I had a wings like a dove, if I had a wings, of a dove, I will fly, fly away, fly away, and be at rest. Since I have no wings, since I have no wings, since I have no wings, I'm gonna sing, 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 if I are the wings of a dove if i have a wings like a dove i will fly fly away fly away and be at rest and since i have no wings since i have no wings since i have no wings i'm gonna sing 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 since i have no wings since i have no wings since I have no wings, I'm gonna sing, 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 sing. If I have a wing like a dove, if I have a wings like a dove, I will fly, fly away, fly away and be at rest. And since I have no wings, since I have no wings, since i have no wings i'm gonna sing 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 since i have no wings since i have no wings since i have no wings i'm gonna sing 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 sing. blessed be the name of the lord i have a song that jesus gave me it's the song of love We just bless him. That's the melody of love. Love came down to us. Jesus is love. God sent him to love us, to care for us. So we go to the scripture. Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 to 6 speaks about, Jesus teaches about criticizing others. Other, um, version says Jesus teaches about judging others do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you why do you look at At the speck of sawdust this another version in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye how can you say to your brother let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under your feet. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. What a word, judging others. That's Matthew chapter 7 verse 1 to 6. Jesus tells us to examine our own motives and conduct instead of judging others. Jesus tells us to examine our own motives and conduct instead of judging others. The traits that bother us in others are often the habits we disliked in ourselves. You hear this saying, Hurting people hurt others. Our untamed bad habits and behavior patterns are the very ones that we most want to change in others. I read a book and it was called God Changed Me. Do you find it easy to magnify others' faults while excusing your own? If you are ready to criticize someone, check to see if you deserve the same criticism well what it says here as the Bible say give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure you give it shall be given back to you so if you give love you're gonna receive love if you give criticism it's gonna come back to you because that's a law of reciprocity whatever you give you're gonna receive back but you're not just gonna receive it back you're gonna receive back good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over of whatever the thing that you would have given so if you give criticism to someone someone is going to come back and criticize you because that's what you gave out all oh, blessed be the name of the Lord teach us to understand the laws of reciprocity. Whatever we give, whatever we speak out, will come back to us. So if we speak out hatred, hatred is going to come back to us because that's the law of reciprocity. So we are to check to see if you deserve the same criticism judge yourself first and then lovingly forgive and help your neighbor Matthew chapter 7 verse 1 to 5 says "Jesus' statement do not judge is against the kind of hypocritical judgmental attitude that tears others down in order to build oneself up. It is not a blanket statement against all critical thinking, but a call to be discerning rather than negative. Let's ask God to give us that discerning spirit. I was ministering yesterday to someone, and on the phone ministering, I discerned someone stepped in the room where they were ask God to give you that discerning spirit but a call to be discerning rather than negative Jesus said to expose false teachers that's what he says and we, we will go there um, um, very soon because the false teachers uh, he speaks about it in in Matthew chapter seven, uh, from verse sixteen or fifteen. And Paul taught that we should exercise church discipline. In First Corinthians chapter five verse one to two. I'll go there. Since I have no wings. I will sing, sing, sing. 1 Corinthians. Bless you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 1 and 2. Declares. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Paul that was in Paul's time, it's still happening in our time. And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among us. Isn't that amazing? We leaders who are leaders over a congregation we recognize these things in our churches but we don't deal with it. We just leave it alone. Don't touch it. Leave that for God to touch but you are the sheep over those shepherds to feed them the truth and when you see them mix it with a lie, pull them aside and tell them discipline concerning church discipline that means you're supposed to be disciplined in the church you shouldn't be afraid to pull the person aside and say no no this is not the way this is the way all right and so we have to do it God's way and trust God to be the final judge I would say that Paul thought that we should exercise church discipline and we should trust God to be the final judge 1st Corinthians chapter 4 3 to 5 1st Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3 to 5 says but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you Or of man's judgment, yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. So you know when Paul was saying, follow me as I follow Christ, check Paul's life as you follow him. If you didn't see him following Christ, then don't follow him. But he's going to make it plain, this is the way you should go. Verse 6 and 1st se- and in Matthew chapter 7 verse 6. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Pigs were unclean animals according to God's law. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 8. Anyone who touched an unclean animal became ceremonially unclean. I will go there. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 8 Deuteronomy 14 verse 8 says and the swine because it divided the hoof yet cheweth not the cud it is unclean unto you you shall not eat of their flesh not touch their dead carcass. Anyone who touched an unclean animal became ceremonially unclean and could not go to the temple to worship until the uncleanness was removed. Jesus says that we should not entrust holy teachings to unholy or unclean people. Jesus says we should not entrust holy teachings to unholy or unclean people so you give someone who is unholy some divine revelation they're not going to understand it they will chew you up they will walk upon you they will speak bad about you Jesus says that we should not entrust holy teachings to unholy or unclean people it is futile to try to teach holy concepts to people who don't want to listen and will only tear apart what we say you know when we read the word god will teach us line upon line precepts upon precepts and he would allow us to walk out that word because there was one time I was giving this person all this revelation that God was imparting to me. But I didn't realize this person was not able to receive it. And everything that I would say, she would take it, give it to a friend, and they were chewing me up. Didn't know until God began to say, what you are doing you're casting your pearls to swine stop it Uh it is futile to try to teach holy concepts to people who don't want to listen and so you walk away and you teach it to someone who want to listen okay now all the people of God who are going to receive this there's a reason why God is sending them because he's teaching them they are hungry for the word and everyone that God shows me don't want to receive the times of God would say don't send it to them anymore in other words why are you giving meat to a baby who all you are gonna do is kill the baby The baby cannot take it why are you pouring the revelation on someone who is wicked 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 and they don't want to change their ways you're casting your pearls to swine go to someone who's open and want to receive it pour in them it is futile to try to teach holy concepts to people who don't want to listen and will only tear apart what we say and the thing about it is you have to really ask God to give you that discernment because there are people who say they are Christians and they are speaking the word but they are very unholy they are speaking the word of God and the next word coming is all kind of curse words out of their mouth they need deliverance we should not We. Don't give it to those who don't want to listen and will only tear apart what you say. We should not stop giving God's word to unbelievers but we should be wise and discerning in what we teach to them so that we will not be wasting our time. What I said a minute ago, don't give the meat to the babies. You're only going to kill them. Let me say this again we should not stop giving God's Word to unbelievers but we should be wise and discerning in what we teach to whom so that we will not be wasting our time. Now yesterday I sent out the message while I was sending out the message my phone my phone was ringing and it was very important those calls soon as I was finished I was on those calls, counseling. Counseling yesterday was counseling and healing and deliverance. But those people needed it. But you got to be wise. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, to verse 12. Matthew chapter 7, 7 to 12 says, Ask, he teaches about asking, seeking, and knocking. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if the son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish? will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to good, good, give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Jesus tells us to persist in pursuing God. People often give up after a few half-hearted efforts and conclude that God cannot be found. But knowing God takes faith. focus and follow through and Jesus assures us that we will be rewarded. Can I say that again? Jesus tells us to persist in pursuing God. People often give up after a few half-hearted efforts and conclude that God cannot be found. But knowing God, that's a different story. But knowing God takes faith, faith, focus and follow through and Jesus assures us that we will be rewarded. Don't give up in your efforts to seek God. Continue to ask Him for more knowledge, patience, wisdom, love and understanding. He will give them to you. Verse 9 and verse 10. The child in Jesus' example asked his father for bread and fish. Good and necessary items you need to eat. So the bread and the fish was, was good. If the child had asked for a poisonous snake, would the wise father have granted his request? I think not. Sometimes God knows we are praying for snakes and does not give us what we ask for even though we persist in our prayers. As we learn to know God better as a loving father we learn to ask for what is good for us and then he grants us. Isn't it amazing? How kind a of- three-year-old asks for a bicycle and the three-year-old cannot ride a bicycle you think the father will give that three-year-old a bicycle to go out in the road and kill itself? I think not so sometimes we pray we better make sure we're praying the right prayer because we could be praying amiss. As we learn to know God better as a loving father, we learn to ask for what is good for us, and then he grants it. That's how much he loves us. Amazing. Just amazing, amazing. We are to wait on God we are to be of good courage Wait, i say on the lord verse 11 christ is showing us the heart of god the father god is not selfish begrudging or stingy and we don't have to beg or plead and plead and plead as we come with our requests he is a loving father who understands he cares any comforts if humans can be kind, imagine how kind God is, the creator of kindness can be. I was standing outside yesterday evening and I was just praying for some people at the gate. Oh, my eyes were closed and I was praying, and suddenly god showed me something and he spoke to me he said give that to that little girl listen so i i that was i stopped praying i got instructions i got instructions i then said what i needed to i came right in took it took it back out all the twinkles and twinkles was in her eyes blessed be the name of the lord and you know the holy spirit then said to me her name is ruth well her name isn't biologically ruth but god was speaking spiritually giving her a spiritual name and then god begins to say to me ruth means friendship Root means companion. So do you know that all of us have a new name? A spiritual name? We have an earthly name, but we have a spiritual name. Yes, we do. So, so God knew that that little girl wanted that. I, I'd never seen a little girl before. God knows our need. If humans can be kind, imagine how kind God is. The creator of kindness can be. Jesus used the expression, if you then, though you are evil, to contrast sinful and fallible human beings with the holy and perfect God. this here Jesus was saying if you know how to do good what about me I am God this is commonly known as the golden rule in many religions it is stated negatively Don't do to others what you don't want done to you. That's other religions. Don't do to others what you don't want done to you. By stating it positively, Jesus made it more significant. It is not very hard to refrain from harming others. It is much more difficult to take the initiative in doing something good for them The golden rule as Jesus formulated. It is the foundation of active goodness and mercy. The kind of love God shows to us every day. Think of a good and merciful action you can take today. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So we're going to go to another scripture. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. It speaks about the Jesus teaches about the way to heaven. The other version speaks, um, says, I'll find it, speaks about the narrow way, the narrow way. It says, "Enter through through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it." This scripture is awesome. I remember one time I was in a particular church and. The Holy Spirit said, go to that lady and tell her she better stay on that narrow road. She looked at me and what are you talking about? Stay on that narrow road. Well, God didn't tell me to tell her the, the evil things she was doing. But that word would convict her right there. Stay on the narrow road. Because she would have known she's not on that narrow road. She's on that wide road. The word of God will cut you and heal you, will convict you. The gate that leads to eternal life. John chapter 10 verse 7 to 9 says, I'll find that. John chapter 10, verse 7 to 9, says, Then said Jesus unto them, again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture it is called the narrow way this does not mean that it is difficult to become a christian but that there is only one way to live eternally with god and only a few that decide to walk that road there's a lot of people who believe who say they believe in God but they don't believe that Jesus is the way and Jesus said I am the way this 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 I am the way you can you even going to God unless you go through me I am the way I am the truth I am the life no man cometh unto the Father but by me this does not mean that it is difficult to become a Christian but that there is only one way to have eternally, to live eternally with God, and only a few that decide to walk that road. Believing in Jesus is the only way to heaven because he alone died for our sins and made us right before God. Living his way may not be popular, but it is true and right. Thank God there is one way there is one way so now he teaches there is one way so now he's going to teach about fruit in people's lives it's Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 to 19 which says watch out for false prophets they come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves And thrown into the fire thus by their fruit you will recognize them by their fruit you will recognize them false prophets were common in Old Testament times and they are still common today they prophesied only what the king and the people wanted to hear they are still doing that today and there's a lot of itchy ears who wants to hear so the false prophet will give them what their itchy ears wants to hear, lies. They prophesied only what the king and the people wanted to hear, claiming it was God's message. False teachers are just as common today. Jesus says to beware of those whose words sound religious, but who are motivated by money fame or power you can tell who they are because in their teaching they minimize Christ and glorify themselves let me say that again they minimize Christ and glorify themselves or oh, I should say they minimize Christ and maximizes themselves because they become the god that you think they're hearing from not so all about money we should elevate teachers we should elevate their words by examining their lives paul said follow me as i follow christ We should elevate the teacher's words by examining their lives. Just as trees are consistent in the kind of fruit they produce, good teachers consistently exhibit good behavior and high moral character as they attempt to live out the truths of scripture. This doesn't mean we should have witch hunts, throwing out church school teachers, pastors, and others who are less than perfect. Every one of us is subject to sin, and we must show the same mercy to others that we need for ourselves. When we see them off the narrow way, we are to pray for them continually and watch them turn to the narrow way from the wide way the same show the same mercy to others that we need for ourselves when Jesus talks about bad trees he means teachers he means teachers because we are called trees of righteousness are planting by the Lord so we are called trees of righteousness that means there are trees of unrighteousness. We must examine the teachers' motives. When Jesus talks about bad trees, he means teachers who deliberately teach false doctrine. We must examine the teachers' motives, the direction they are taking, and the results they are seeking. We will now go to where Jesus teaches about those who build houses on rock and sand. That's from verse 21. I will tell you right now. Verse 21 to verse 23. I'll read that. No, yes. Yes. No, I never knew you. D- D- Jesus teaches about, let me go back, for those who build the houses on the rock and the sand. That's verse 21 to 23. Huh. what a time what a time what a time what a time that's worse where am I help me Jesus I never knew you that's verse 21 some self-professed athletes can talk a great game. But that tells us nothing about their athletic skills. And not everyone who talks about heaven belongs to God's kingdom. Jesus is more concerned about our walk than our talk. He wants us to do right not just to say the right words. Your house represents your life withstanding the storms of your life that's verse 24 Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 says therefore whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock so he wants us to do right not just say the right words your house as i said represents your life will withstand the storms of life only if you do what is right instead of just talking about it what you do cannot be separated from what you believe I'll say that again what you do cannot be separated from what you believe Jesus exposed those people who sounded religious but had no personal relationship with him on that day the day of judgment only our relationship with Christ our acceptance of him as savior and our obedience to him will matter many people think they are good be because the people say religious things they will be, they will be rewarded with eternal life I'll say that again many people think that if they are good people and say religious things They will be rewarded with eternal life. In reality, faith in Christ is what will count at the judgment. Faith in Christ is what will count at the judgment. Jesus says, when I come back, will I find faith on earth? That day is the final day of reckoning when God will settle all accounts. Judging sin and rewarding faith. Verse 24 talks about building on a firm foundation. So verse 24 to verse 29 says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. I just read to you from verse 24. That's Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. I just read to you. Verse 24 says, To build on the rock, means to be a hearing responding disciple not a phony superficial one to build on the rock and that rock is jesus that's the foundation nevertheless the foundation of god's standard show having this seal the lord god knows those who are his but let those who who name the name of christ depart from iniquity to build on the rock means to be a hearing Responding disciple, not a phony, superficial one. Practicing obedience becomes the solid foundation to weather the storms of life. James chapter 1, verse 22 to 27. We'll go there. James. chapter 1 James chapter 1 verse 22 to 27 says but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves be ye doers of the word and not hearers only because you are only going to deceive yourselves for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what man of man he was. Verse 25 says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in de- his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridle not his tongue, but deceive it his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. Listen to pure religion. To visit the fatherless. And widows in their affliction and to keep himself up unspotted from the world. I'll repeat that again. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. If you're a friend of the world, you're not a friend, you're not a friend of God. Like a house of cards, like a house of cards, the fool's life crumbles. Most people do not deliberately seek to build on a false or inferior foundation. Instead, they just don't think about their life's purpose. Many people are headed for destruction, not out of stubbornness, but out of thoughtlessness. Part of our responsibility as believers is to help others stop and think about where their lives are headed and to point out the consequences of ignoring Christ's message. The teachers of the law, that is the religious scholars, often cited traditions and quoted authorities to support their arguments and interpretations. But Jesus spoke with a new authority, his own. He didn't need to quote anyone because he was the original word. That's what it tells me in John chapter one, verse one. So he didn't need to speak any religious, whatever they were saying. He was the authority. John chapter 1 verse 1 says In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. So here is He could speak with authority because He was God. He was Jesus. He was the Word. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among them and dwelt among us. But here come the Pharisees and the Sadducees did not even recognize the word. Help us, God, to open our eyes. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. To reach out and touch him. And say that I love him open my ears lord and teach me to listen open my eyes lord i want to see jesus father teach us lord open our ears spiritual ears open up our spiritual eyes to see and hear and to know you We thank you for your word today, teacher. We thank you for your revelation. Help us that we would have an insatiable thirst for your word and an insatiable love for you. Stir up the joy in us today in the name of Jesus. God, I ask you to cover the people with your grace and your mercy and your love. I ask you to keep each individual safe in the name of Jesus. And may they not go into the depression of this world, but keep that excitement in them for knowing you and for loving you. In Jesus' name. This is Apostle Shirley Evans saying again, God bless you, and I love you. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul. Rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. And may be a sweet, sweet sound in your air. God bless you. I love you.